Welcome to Life in the Valley, our weekly podcast today. Jason Sodestrom, Matt Olson, Paul Ice, and this is our weekly podcast that we've uh, started this fall. And we're excited to get into a topic today. If you are a part of the Valley family or you follow us on Facebook, and by the way, if you don't follow us on Facebook, you should do that. Exciting stuff there weekly. Um, if you follow us, you'll notice we had a baptism on Sunday. It was an exciting day, and um, there was a lot of parts of it that made it an exciting day. Any thoughts on just preliminary Sunday? And yeah, I don't know what you thought, Jason, but I, to me, of all the few years that I've been at Valley, that was the most exciting day for me. Uh, the, just the whole the whole day. Yeah, I, I looked over at my wife they because each person getting baptized had a. To share their story, and we were both just in tears because yeah. that, you know there is nothing better than witnessing someone's life go from death to eternal life, and how Jesus has the power right. over the grave, and how right. baptism is just that symbol. And so right. it was, it was exciting. And right. each so one fun. of them, their stories to kind yeah. of touch on that was amazing because you say the power <clears throat> over you know sin and darkness and eternal life. Each of them shared yes. dark points of their life and Jesus rescuing them from it. So that was exciting. Yeah, and I think all three of us have experienced preaching truth and it's it's a wonderful thing and being able to hear truth, but when you hear it through someone's life, this is this is how it impacted me and radically changed my life. That story really connects with certain kinds of people and that was so beautiful and they're all unique each yeah. testimony was unique you know, we've been talking authentic christianity yep. you really see authenticity yes. when you see baptism right yep so then the question that'll often come up on not only before these type of sundays but after especially is this question why should i be baptized and i think there's a lot of components in that some people have never been baptized some people have been baptized before a long time ago and everyone has a different story so let's just first jump into that why should i be or maybe a better question is should i be baptized right right it, like does everybody have to be baptized yeah and and i think it's, it's a really good question that you ask because it is a bit inconvenient one we're in getting in the winter time and and we're having a baptism outside yes and but you use a power getting, washer to heat yeah, that water yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> yeah. getting, you're getting wet and, and, and somebody somebody said to me on facebook they saw ours and they don't come to valid they're like was that just the pictures? Was, was the water a little bit discolored? And oh. I said, the water was a little bit discolored. They're like, okay, well, well all right. No, it, but, I, but I think we should ask questions in our Christian faith. Yes. And rather than just following tradition, and I think yeah. baptism, of course, is a church tradition, and tradition is not bad. In fact, I think church tradition is very healthy to look at, to observe what people have done through the years. But... The final authority, I believe, for every Christian is God's Word, the Scriptures. And I challenge everyone, if they come to me with a question, they say, is this true or is this right or what should I do? I always try to give the answer of, you need to study this out. I will help you, but I want you to open up the pages of Scripture and read it for yourself and be convinced that this is what God has to say. And so what we believe is there is teaching in Scripture on baptism. And that uh, a person should be baptized after 
they come to faith in Jesus Christ. This is not only what we call the precept, it's the pattern. It's, the, it's taught in scripture, and it's also patterned throughout the Bible, is that after you come to faith, personal faith in Jesus, then the first step of obedience is to publicly declare that by being baptized. And, and so this in Acts chapter two, I think we you know, read all through the book of Acts, through the gospels, you start to see this unfolding in the church and throughout history, uh, this is for every believer. Yes. So let's, uh, let's divide that into two thoughts. First of all, you say it's a step you take after faith. What are you defining there of what the faith action step is? So this seems to be a step after you've come to faith. Maybe just real quick define coming to faith so that we understand what that is and then baptism yeah, falls Jason. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what I would say is that coming to faith is coming into repentance or turning from life lived for self. So all of us put a king over our life, and typically the king over our life is ourselves. What faith is, what coming to faith is, is it's turning from trusting in myself to Jesus is my king, to Jesus is my Lord, to now I'm not perfect, I, I still sin, but I have a new king in my life, a new person over my life. And so it's a receiving of a gift, Romans 6.23. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift. There's a gift that is to be received. And I, a gift can be offered all day. I could give you my iPhone and go, Paul, here's the gift. Here's my iPhone. You can have it. But when is it yours? When I receive it. When yes, I take you it. have to. You don't do anything. You don't work for it. But you have to actively take that. And what that act action is is a step of faith and going i'm receiving this i'm making it my own right yeah and i, and so, I think yeah go ahead, go ahead. no go but ahead. i was just going to say that, that there are a lot of people that say well I, I believe in god i believe in jesus i believe in eternal life i believe in heaven i've always believed that but what you're saying is there needs to be an act of turning from yes and to that is by faith that is a point in time and this is what jesus uh calls being born again it is a spiritual birth and and so, and every person needs to do that. And that has nothing to do with good works. It has nothing to do with church membership. It has nothing to do with baptism. Baptism does, does nothing to save you or to give you eternal life. But uh, it, it is the step of obedience that publicly confesses what just took place. So, and we see this in even the Jesus's final words, the Great Commission, go and make disciples baptize them. So the yeah. first step to, to making disciples was baptize them. It was a step of obedience and faith. It wasn't a signif signifying that, okay, this is how I make this decision, how yeah. I trust it, because we were talking before the, the thief on the cross. He Was he baptized? I'm pretty no. confident, no. No, he was <laughs> on the cross, dead, about ready to die, and Jesus goes, I'll see you in paradise. Right. Was not baptized. So we, we know that baptism does not save us, but it is the first step of obedience that is the response of our faith in Jesus Christ. Wouldn't you say that it'd be really hard to move forward in your Christian life if you don't follow steps of obedience, which this being the very first one of your, to me, identification, I am identifying with Jesus and I am publicly making a statement of, of that I'm a follower of him. And, and if I'm not willing to do that and I don't do that, I think it's going to be really tough for me to make other steps of growth in my, in my life. Well, and, you know, 
at Bally, one of the ways that we do that is we have them actually just tell their story. And it's interesting that um, baptism probably for some people is actually harder than telling their story. Like I, I'm willing to stand up and tell you about it and, but I, I guess I have to get baptized too. And we talked about it being the inconvenience of it, but isn't that somewhat our nature? Once we turn to Christ you know, our heart is changed, but we still have that old nature that pushes against what do I actually need to do to follow Jesus? And I think what you're saying is if you're not willing to take this first step, you're going to struggle to grow in Christ. If you're like, I'm not willing to testify publicly and I'm not willing to be baptized. Yeah. And I think what's really interesting is I always think, you know, when I talk to this new believer, about baptism, man, they're probably not going to want to do this. I, I always feel a bit awkward, but this last week, everyone was so excited yeah. about doing it. And because this is their chance to really share what what Christ has done for them. And so I'm always a little bit surprised of how enthusiastic people are once they've made that decision. Especially as an adult, it's yeah. humbling. Yeah, It's humbling. It's not a... Oh, I'm so cool now that I'm getting yeah. dunked underwater. It's it's a humble posture, but it goes back to him yeah. being king. Yes. Like, what do you do with a king when he walks into the room? You would get on a knee. Right. It's a yes. humble posture, yes. and that's that's the that's the rest of your Christian life is you're humbling yourself under the authority of God's word yeah. and under our king. That's a really good point. Yeah. But, but I think what we find, and I think these testimonies that we saw on Sunday is. Once you take those steps and eat, there's many of them in the Bible of steps of growth and it's, it becomes our whole life. You find the liberty and freedom and yes. joy in them. Right. At, at first you're like, is this a step I need to take? And then once you start to take steps, I think as your Christian walk, you start to see, why would I not want to obey Jesus? Because every time I do, I know that there's on our earthly side, there's going to always be trouble and right. hardship. And Jesus talks about that. But the freedom and life and joy, and I think we saw that on Sunday, we saw four people that came out of the water yeah. like, I'm ready to walk in yeah. newness of life. There's a reason when you look on our pictures on Facebook, there's big smiles. Yeah. yeah. It's joy. Yeah. And, and there's people joy. around them yeah. that are excited yes. because they've done that also. Yeah. But yeah. today's question, I think that's first, should I be baptized? Let, let's take one more thing in that real quick. I'm putting you on the spot here, but... You said go to God's word. Are there a couple of spots you would point out to people just to help them on that path? This is where I would start a couple of passages like, hey, the Bible actually talks about it here. Um, I know I'm putting you both on the spot, but are there a couple of passages you would say to people, hey, search the scripture, but I want to help you get started on that journey. Yeah. And I said the Great Commission is, I mean, it's the first step in yep. Jesus's master plan of influencing the world is go and like baptize yeah. all nations. Yeah, and I think that's that's really good because those are the final, the very final words of Jesus to his disciples was go make disciples, which are which means go make those who follow Jesus mm-hmm. uh, and baptize them. And and also I, I point to Acts chapter two, you see the pattern of the church that they they, they believed, they were baptized and they were added to yes. the yep. church. And so uh, it was it was a progress initially that they put their faith and trust in Jesus. They they were baptized to testify in confession, and then they became part of a local body of believers and functioned within that 
that body. Mm-hmm. And so, that, and that's the pattern throughout. And, and you start reading it, it just jumps off the pages all through scripture. So you can see it. So yeah, reading there. the book of Acts, uh, reading through the gospels, you see that. I was going to say, if you've never read through the book of Acts, actually, I would go Luke and Acts, read them all in one. Even I've, I've taken Acts and just spent an hour and going through it because it's just a, it's all, it's a history of the early church right. and it will just jump out yep. to you what the actions of the early church looks like. That's honestly how we should be modeling yeah. the church and right. our Hope is Valley is to model like that. Right, I, I agree. I, I would say Luke because that's really a full story of Jesus. Uh, the Acts is the church developing from that and. Uh, and then later you can get into other other things, but that gives you a real view of what was happening and what we what we follow. So so then the elephant in the room becomes, I think I might have already done this though, like been baptized, or at least right. my parents told me I have. Yeah. Um, I have a certificate that says that I have. Do I need to get rebaptized? And I think a lot of people go through that struggle, um, not only from. Um, their personal story of faith, but I don't want to redo something that I think I might have already done. Right. So let's let's tackle that in the last half of our podcast here. Do I need to get rebaptized? Yeah. I think we were both baptized as infants. Yeah. Right. So that's something we had to work yeah. through. And I think you were baptized as, as like a four or five year old, yeah. Okay. And and I think it's a really good question because why do something twice? And so why do why is there infant baptism? Yeah. And I think it comes from a point of view, which is not like off the wall, it's been throughout church history. Uh, I don't see it, this point of view in scripture, but it, it pretty much compares New Testament baptism to the Old Testament circumcision as being a sign and seal of a covenant relationship with God. And so uh, boys were circumcised in the Old Testament to show uh, that they're under God's covenant. And in the New Testament, they were saying uh, that now being baptized as an infant, uh, that they're under God's covenant. And and I think, you know, there's good intentions with that. I just don't see any of that in Scripture. And even even verses that are used to me are really stretches, in my opinion. However, you've got people like R.C. Sproul and D. James Kennedy and Sinclair Ferguson, people that I respect greatly that have those views. But I think for me... I was always taught, go to the scripture, go to the scripture, go to the scripture. So what we've talked about here, Paul, and I think what you you were saying is this is believer's baptism that is always after a personal faith in Christ. And and so being baptized as an infant, it wasn't my parents that had that done. It was my grandmother who was really concerned that I'd be baptized. Uh, My parents didn't believe that way, but she had it done. Uh, while I was at the hospital still, <laughs> and, and uh, it was in good intention, good yeah. intention. But <clears throat> once I came to personal faith in Jesus, then the next step is believer's baptism. And so that's, I don't know, well, you have to be, to yeah, for me it was, it was God did something in my heart, and I wanted it to be a public profession of my own faith. And where I really see this, is can be dangerous in some senses is as an infant if you're baptized and you believe that that was your salvation right. i'm saved and because in ephesians mm. 2 8 9 it is for by grace that you've been saved yes. not of yourself yes it's a gift of god it's through faith like it's it's not of our own doing and so baptism is a act it is a work but it does not save you 
And so the confusion can be, well, I've been baptized, so I am saved. No, the when you're saved is through faith. And so for me, when I came to faith and I came to repentance, and again, back to Jesus is King, I go, I want to make this step of obedience that I'm personally making. I'm declaring, I'm asking my friends, right. my family, the body of Christ to come around me and to be a part of this. And I think the easiest way to do this, and I'm never saying it's totally easy, but the easiest way to do this once the question comes, maybe someone's asking you, tell me your story. Yeah. And tell me your story of faith. And usually people, when they tell you their story of faith, it's easy to say, all right, so since that happened, have you come, have you been baptized? <laughs> you know, if you believe that's what the scripture teaches. And um, I think it delineates a line that you were talking about, Jason, that if you're pointing to something I did, and that's my story of faith versus something I received, that's a, a delineation that I think you have to walk through. So if you're like, well, I was baptized as a child. Um, if that's your story of faith, I think once we read the scripture, we look at it and say, it's a gift of God by faith, by grace. It's a turning from this to this. Is that your story? And if that's not your story, then I think it's part of a reevaluation. And I always look at it like this. If someone says, should I get rebaptized?" I think the easy answer is no. Because if you've been baptized as a follower of Jesus Christ, you don't get rebaptized, right? But if you're saying, I don't know what the first baptism I did, it's like, should you get resaved? No, but tell me your story about when you accepted Christ. Because if the your first act of salvation was not receiving the gift of God, then it's, it wasn't salvation. Or you don't remember it. Or you don't remember you know, it. You may, that's why parents need to be patient with their children and not push this. And I think we witnessed that on Sunday. We had two boys that came to faith in, mm -hmm. uh, or baptism, but had come to faith in Christ. But their parents should just let let it mm -hmm. work out in their own hearts so that it became personal and real. And this is, it's hard as a parent because I just want my kids to be saved. Right. But it has to be personal. My children have to, and, to have it by And as a parent, we need to give ourselves space and grace as well, even in my yeah. own heart, and making sure that I keep in mind, it's not, baptism is not what saves them. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't, I don't have to push this on them. I would yes. rather them have a testimony of what yeah. God did and how he changed it and how they wanted to be baptized. It's yeah. probably parallel with a lot of things. Do you have to read your Bible to go to heaven? Yeah. No. Are you going to grow if you don't regularly spend time in God's word? Right. We would say you're going to struggle to grow if you right. don't spin. And there are many of those. And baptism is one of them, yeah. correct? Yeah, and I think, too, is just kind of you know, wrap, because yeah. this is a great conversation, but I think that we've talked about two diagnostic questions, and I, I love asking these questions to people. Have you come to the place in your own spiritual walk that you know for certain, 100% sure, that if you died today, you'd go to heaven? Um, most people I talk to say, well, I hope so, and I think so, you know. And I let them know, I say, the Bible says you can know so. You can mm -hmm. absolutely know for sure. Guaranteed. That, that uh, God, the scriptures tell us that these things I've written to you that believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And so you can know. The second question would be this. If, if you were to stand before God and he, ready to go into heaven, and he said, why should I let you into heaven? 
what would you say? And typically, the response is, well, I've tried to live a good life. I've been baptized. I've gone to church. I've, I'd hoped that he would. And there is no answer except I've put my faith in Jesus yes. as my Savior. And um, that's the, what the Bible teaches. So simple. But those are what we want people to to do and so that's the main thing that you know for certain you're on your way to heaven that you have a story a personal story of putting your faith and trust in Jesus and then after that you just start growing uh, you grow and God works in your life and you see him work in marvelous ways but the first the very first step in scripture is be baptized <laughs> and testify of God's goodness in your life tell your story to others and don't you think it was great this last week because there are people sitting out there watching to say that's me that's me I mm -hmm. every story was a little yep. different we had a yep. college student mm -hmm. who did not have a faith in Christ but another college student in another state was communicating with him and it brought he came to faith we have yep. a dad who had uh, walked out of church 35 years ago and thought I don't need God in my life and and God brought him back and then we had two boys who really had a strong sense that they're sinners too. I mean, they, yes. they, they yeah. needed salvation. They had great testimonies. I thought every one of those yeah. was fantastic. Well, and those two boys, the reason they decided to get baptized was they saw the baptism we did in the summer yeah. and they went to their parents. Well, we've accepted Jesus. Mm -hmm. we, we need to be baptized. And their parents said, great, you want to do that? And they both were like, yes, we want to yeah. do that. Which kind of circles back around it is a personal faith a personal choice and especially if you have children that's how you would love to see it is they come to you i need to be baptized and well tell you and most parents already know their story but when they shared on sunday how they yeah. personally came to faith the whole church is affirming yeah that's right. great these boys that's great for them to get yeah. baptized yeah. And even the idea of what it brings. So yeah. why do we, why, but also like how it changes your life. I yes. go back to the idea of humility. It says, humble yourself under God's mighty hand and he will raise you up. Yeah. He will lift you up. And really the Christian life is humbling ourselves before God. It's allowing more and more trust and control to God. And what I've experienced in my own life, the more I trust and humble myself, the more he lifts me up and the greater joy I have in life, the greater peace I have in life. And so... Even for me, why baptism is important and all the theological things, but also just how it outplays in our life is when we obey and we humble ourselves, God just keeps revealing himself more and more to us that we might see him and that we might experience him and he might fill us yeah. and it's joyful. And it's like, so when you're baptized uh, with recognizing you're identifying with yes. his death, you know, the old is gone and yeah. the new has come. and. This is, this is a picture of what has taken place. This is, that's why we do immersion because it pictures the, the death with Christ and death to sin and raised to walk in newness of life with Christ. And that's a, it's a beautiful picture. And in a world where our identity is questioned every day, where do we belong, who are we? Yeah. We are children of God and that symbolism just makes it so vibrant and real yeah. and brings to life what God has for us. Yeah. And you probably will make no greater decision than these two. I want new life in Jesus, and I'm willing to publicly declare it yes. in, in baptism because new life is the most beautiful thing you yes. will ever make a decision to have. Yeah. And when you come out of that water, I'm ready to walk 
in newness of life. I think that was the language you maybe used yeah. on Sunday. Uh, that walk with Jesus and following him will always bring yeah. joy, always bring satisfaction, no matter circumstances right. that you have. Even in, in the tough circumstances. Yes. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. It's good. Well, that's a little discussion on this question, why should I be baptized? And we're grateful that you joined us and stayed to the end of I, this podcast. Yeah, and I think, too, I'd say keep the conversation going. If you're yeah. not a part of Valley, if you're part of Valley, come talk to us about it. And we're not going to press this no. on you, but try to help lead you through the scriptures. If you're part of another church, then I'm sure there are pastors or people there can help you through that process too. But be convinced in your own mind of these truths from scripture yeah. and then follow Jesus. It's yes. the best life. And I think when you're interacting with other people, ask questions, right? Yeah. Let them share their story. I think yeah. those can be beautiful parts. And we're, a, we're a community. That's why we get baptized with our body of yes. believers. And so even that's for me, the benefit of being a part and actually knowing people in my church right. is that now I'm publicly proclaiming with my family, the family yeah, of yeah. God. And I do this life, not in my own power, but supernaturally and also with my family back in me. And yep. so that's what I love about our church that we can bring people in the family that way. Yes. Yep. Well, thanks Good. for joining us and we'll see you on the next episode of life in the Valley.